Welcome back to Funny Talk, the podcast where we should talk ourselves. I'm Jack. And I'm Tor, and I'm so excited because today we are welcoming Olivia Lenny to the podcast, and we're going to be chatting all things music and health and wellness and the Toronto music scene, which is something I'm super curious about. I want to know the life of a pop star. So let's dive right into it. Olivia, do you mind introducing yourself to our audience and telling us a little bit about you? I'm so pumped to talk, but uh, my name is Olivia, Olivia Lunny. I'm 22 years old. I'm actually from Winnipeg, Manitoba, but I have been in Toronto for a little while now, kind of going, going back and forth. I've been writing music since I was about 12 years old. And aside from music, I love all things wellness, health, skincare, uh, fitness, and all that jazz. So I'm, I'm super excited to dive into that with you guys. We're Amazing. so pumped to have you on. This whole morning, I was jamming out to all your music and your newest single, Sad See You Happy. It's just an absolute summer bop. And the music video is amazing. I'm obsessed with like the overall aesthetic and your vibe and even your fashion sense. So I think let's start there with the latest single. Walk us through the music video, the aesthetic, and just how it came to life. I think to like write a song and, and put art in, in that form is one thing, but to make it a visual art piece is definitely hard to do. Uh, so I combined forces with a director named Louis Brown. He's out in New York. And we just really wanted to make it fun and color poppy and retro and, and all things trendy. <laughs> um, I'm, I feel like I'm such a big fan of all like the colors and the retro stuff that's coming back. Um, yeah, so it was, it was a super fun thing we got to do. I got to go to LA and shoot it. And I've done music videos before, but this is kind of the first more larger scale one I've done. So it was so cool to see all the behind the scenes and, and how much really does go into, into a music video. Yeah, that's awesome. I was just watching it this morning too. And I was wondering maybe where you shot because I saw the palm trees and I was thinking lucky girl if she was shooting in California. Totally. But what I also was wondering to your point about like the retro vibe and the really sort of like jazzy bold colors that were styled in the music video. How much of that is your creative direction and how much of that is like, you know, the creative team and the stylists behind the scenes? Gave them a vibe and an umbrella I wanted to go underneath. But um, Louis Brown did really take that creative direction and, and run with it and help bring it to life. Um, last minute, he decided he wanted to shoot on film, which I was all for. And I'm Love just that. super, yeah, I'm just pumped with how, how the end product kind of came out. Definitely worth all of the moving parts. Absolutely. My boyfriend is a cinematographer and he always wants to shoot on film. I feel like it has that gritty, like authentic vibe that, especially for music videos, like it makes such a big difference. And that was totally noticeable in the final product. So I'm so stoked for you and the new single. And that's so exciting. Yeah, it's so, so good. So everyone listening, go check it out. It will be your summer bop for sure. <laughs> but before we chat all about the things currently going on in your life, I think we need to kind of take it back to the actual beginning and kind of where you were first introduced to the world, which is at the launch. So can you walk us through what that process was like and when it was like literally being launched on national television? It's just crazy to see kind of the TV and like the movie movie world. It's wild how much goes on behind the scenes, um, but definitely a chaotic experience. Um, it's super positive, but just so much, so much going on at all times. And the show happens in two days. So you're thrown into that. And me being from Winnipeg is kind of like small town girl meets big city national television. And they like, took my guitar away. So I had to perform. It was, it was crazy. Um, but I think I just grew so much from that experience and I definitely am 
the person I am today because of that. I wanted to show kind of really shy and like hesitant. Now I just feel like I have this confidence both in like my artistry and, and just me being like a young, I feel like I really got that from the show. I was actually sure. watching your audition tape this morning and I couldn't help but notice that you chose to sing Justin Bieber. I would love to know maybe Bieber why you, yeah, is it, is it a love for him that you chose that song or was it more like a vocal, like a vocal choice? Like I know as a performer, like an audition song can literally like make or break the moment. Like it really does matter what you choose. So how did you land on that song? And were you happy that you chose that song? happy I chose it and obviously the mentors really liked it too um I love Justin Bieber Bieber at heart since I was like 12 years old so that that played a big role but also I just I fell in love with this acoustic version he did however many years ago maybe like five five ten years ago um (laughs) and yeah and that's like one of the first songs my dad taught me to to play and and cover on guitar so I was just super comfortable with it and I wanted to kind of stay stay in my lane keep it safe going in audition so but I worked absolutely there's something so amazing about kind of just like jumping in the deep end full force and like like you were saying small town girl to then the next day in two days being this huge television star and um there is something kind of amazing because you just are forced to kind of create that confidence whether it's real fake whatever you just have no choice but to thrive I'm curious how did it even kind of come to life in the sense that did you see that they were kind of casting for a show did you submit an audition how do you go from in your small town bedroom to literally being flown out and doing all of that um just on email I think it was A&R for the show they're like hey we we like your vibe we think we strongly encourage you to audition and I that's definitely something I never would have done um, again, kept it really safe, play like folk songs on guitar. Yeah. Um, so I, on, but you were on posting whim, those online at the time. Yeah. I released, oh, okay. um, an, an EP and, and my friend was like a videographer. Um, so he just shot some really minimal <laughs> music video of me, like walking on the street at night. Um, so they had come across that video on YouTube and yeah, I, I sent in my audition tape and then within a month they're like, going to come to Toronto and go through the whole filming process and of course it's so weird you can't tell anybody obviously my parents because I was living with them at the time um but just so wacky amazing but just like it's a bit of a mind mind (laughs) f the power of the internet sometimes I do think though like because I've had moments like that too like there's so many NDAs you can't tell anyone but then I think like oh maybe that's the beauty of it like it finally allows you to have something that's just yours for a little while before you have to share it was it like a huge launch party like once you actually got to share this with your friends and and wider family in town yeah so how it works so you film the show I believe is in October and then by I think February 20th was my episode air date so I had to wait all that time um and then be in Toronto and pretend that I wasn't really in Toronto and then the show came out and then the next day was like a full press day I think I did like 28 interviews all in person back when COVID was a thing um and it was nuts it was so crazy wow how do you kind of dive into the world of press without even like like, yeah, you zero to a hundred. You had no experience in that. Do you get media trained overnight? Like, how does it work? You get thrust into the world so quickly. We did have one day of media training. Um, and then, I mean, you learn as you go, right? Just like anything. So I, I learned certain interviews. I'm like, hey, I touch my hair so much. Or like, your, your foot's wobbling. I'm like, hey, definitely a mental note not to do that. Um, but again, I think because it all happened so fast, I really, I just felt that inner growth so much. So it's, yeah, it's a very cool experience. 
Oh, that's, that's really awesome. Exciting. This definitely is potty talk. And we like to kind of highlight those like low, low moments or the more embarrassing moments because we like to keep it real. So I know you were saying like touching your hair, your whatever, you watch back your interviews and you're like, okay, noted, I'm not going to do that next time. What other kind of embarrassing moments do you feel like you kind of had to stumble through and learn just through experience? I grew up and I would always perform like just hunched over behind a guitar. So I, I didn't have that guitar for the final performance and it was in front of a live audience. And I was just petrified. I was so scared that I'm like, what do I do with my hands? Yeah. Like I was, I felt so awkward. Um, and then on top of that, I think I had some really questionable hairstyle. I decided to slip <laughs> back my hair and like, usually they, you know, you like leave the ends kind of flowy. So it's like a wet look. This is just full back gel rock hard. Vibe. Like a solid I, unit of hair. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely regrettable um, hairstyle choice. And then, yeah, just, just being on national television was a vibe. <laughs> it was terrifying. But So was it your choice to kind of pull back from the guitar? Or when you went for your audition in person, they were like, hey, by the way, when you're auditioning, we're going to not let you use your guitar. Like, was that a split second decision? Or were you aware going into it that your comfort, the guitar was not going to be accessible to you. I definitely knew because I've, I've watched like American Idol, The Voice, all those things. And they always yeah. ask like, sing without the guitar. So I, I mentally prepped for that. Um, yeah. So day of, I decided to do my second song without the guitar, but I hadn't really prepped it. Um, mm. So I kind of just threw myself into that, but I'm happy I did because maybe, yeah, that contributed to, to why they ended up choosing me. But That's so true. Yeah, it's hard because I feel like, I mean, I don't play guitar, so I've I've never like leaned on an instrument, but I can imagine that that feels like second skin by that point. Like it's kind of your like, you know, like, I don't know, how do you, how do you do it without it? But that, that's very true. Like I think setting the tone and being bold and, and not leaning on it is probably the way to go. Um, do you find in your new current music and maybe upcoming music, maybe you can hint us, is there a lot more like acoustic stuff coming our way? More pop, if that's possible. Um, so I'm actually have my debut album coming out sometime in June, which I'm so thrilled about. And I've just worked with so many performance coaches and I definitely am just way more confident now like on stage and stuff. So lots of pop music. There are one or two kind of slow, more acoustic ballads that are like truly me uh, on this album, but you can, you can expect a lot of, a lot of pop and a lot of bops. Oh, I'm ready. Okay, Olivia, I'm actually really curious what your thoughts are because I feel like the music industry is evolving so much every day, especially this past year and a half with quarantine and TikTok making so many songs viral. Obviously, you don't shy away from social media at all. Your Instagram's pop and I see you on TikTok. You kind of do it all. How do you kind of weave in that social media aspect into all the music that's coming out? Is it something that's top of mind? Or are you just kind of letting it happen? Yeah, I think, I mean, we do live in a social world and whether people have accepted that or not, I think they should because the world's just going so digital, especially during COVID and, and during quarantine, that's like our, our means to connect. So for me, I've just really been trying to weave it into my everyday life, obviously in an authentic way, but when I'm doing daily things in my life, I just try to kind of document that, you know, whether it's finishing a workout or it's cooking or it is promoting my music, I just try to let it be this kind of second second nature for me because otherwise sometimes it does feel like work you guys can probably both relate to that but pre-making content I've definitely done that before I'm not gonna lie just like banking content so you do have it to post but it is really a full-time job um on top of the job of like being being a musician it, it's pretty nuts but it's cool you have to wear so many hats yeah. for sure social media star and like figuring that out and then like stylist on yourself because then you also have to like carry this aesthetic when like oh you're wearing God. all these crazy different hats that's so true right and it's like hey yeah. i'm gonna wear this more than once are people gonna question that you know what no <laughs> it's so yeah. easy it really is 
That's nice. hilarious. Well, I wanted to jump in because I, to your auditioning point, and I think we, we often get a lot of questions about this, even like listeners of the podcast, kind of like managing our role in the industry and like managing like maybe the stress and anxiety that comes with that. How have you found and like, what are your outlets when it comes to like one, either like managing nerves for like a live performance, which of course we know that's super tricky, or maybe like the come down after a performance, like how do you calm yourself down so you can get a good night's sleep? Like what are your routines and like, how do you kind of navigate that? Yeah. So it's interesting you asked because I feel like during this whole past year, when I was removed from, I guess, any like social interacting like all of us um I really adopted some habits that I'm excited to take into the performance world and stuff like that like meditation it's completely changed my life I meditate like twice a day and it's just made me so mentally clear and and able to just think properly and and view emotions as like outside things versus this internal um probably something hippie but (laughs) um it's true no I, I love it yeah, so definitely meditation and then breath work at all or, or as well. Um, there's so many different methods you can you can do and even just like you Google or, or YouTube, different ways to like help calm anxiety. There's so much out there. So I, I've just been really exploring different means of, yeah, I guess mindfulness. Of course, yeah. What does a typical day look like for you? Obviously kind of to our point, like how do you be a social media star and a pop star and wear all these hats? Like when you wake up in the morning, is it like music first or is it, you know, how do you how do you approach the day? Yeah, so I've definitely, when I am home um, and not, I have traveled a little bit um, through COVID, which has been great. But um, I definitely have a pretty strict routine for the most part. I, I wake up and I love to get my like 45 minute workout in right in the morning. Um, okay, wait, what are your workouts? What are you doing? Because I saw on your Instagram, you're just like having sweat sessions on the daily. Like, tell me about your routine. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, when COVID's not happening, berries, I love berries boot camp. And I feel like, yes. Been, oh my God, same. Before, maybe because you kind of looked familiar. Um, so, oh, yes. I used yeah. to go there for like two years straight. And I also eat their smoothies all the time. Yeah, me too. Me too. Okay. So, I've definitely seen you there. Maybe we have met before in another life. Yeah. <laughs> or run That's beside funny. the other treadmill. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so like some virtual berry stuff. We got a Peloton um, here at my brother's place. So I've just been like Pelotoning all the time. It's so amazing. Nice. And yeah, just lots of like hit workouts, booty band workouts. I just like to mix it up because I mean, it can kind of get boring just waking up like for a year doing the same thing. <laughs> but that's the first thing. Workout is done. Okay, noted. Yeah, so workout. And then I like to make myself like a really healthy smoothie um, or juice. I love like celery juice and all that fun jazz. And then... Usually if I have some like meetings or like stuff like this, all that usually happens in the afternoon. Um, and then if I, if I do my makeup on and I look semi-presentable, then I'll try to kind of make some content that same day. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully by the evening, I'm, I'm good to chill a little bit, but sometimes then it's like pop over to the studio for a bit um, and, and write and then go to bed semi-early. I feel like I've become a grandma <laughs> over. Yeah. Tori can relate. That's Tori. <laughs> Me too. I go to bed so early. I'm actually like retired. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's so underrated though. Like it's so nice to have eight hours of sleep. Um, no, it's, so it's been true. so nice lately because we have the sun out until like eight o'clock. I'm like, I can live a whole new life now in the right? evening. I'm yeah. obsessed. Absolutely. So, so nice. the music part then it's not a daily, like you're not at the studio every single day. It totally ebbs and flows. Um, okay. and I'm just getting used to what 
what this life is because it's not this concrete thing where every day is right this, it's totally not like some days are very random or I've been randomly told by my team Kate like we're going to the studio then that's an eight-hour day and then like okay yeah. I should organize that previous day and move it to a different day um or yeah I feel like it's a very zero to 100 industry if that makes sense absolutely it's kind of the fun that every day is something different though when you kind of don't know what the week will bring and it kind of keeps like the creative the creative juices flowing and I'm actually curious Olivia how does it work when you're in the process of well maybe not like maybe not even that you're planning to maybe write an album or like create any music at the time but when you get an idea are you someone who will wake up in the middle of the night and kind of write down on a notepad beside you do you just start like voice recording and humming things like what does that process look like when you get those little sparks of ideas Lots of voice memos. I probably have like a thousand voice memos on my phone. Oh, okay. Kate, do this thing or talk about this idea or it's, they're so cringy. I've never shown them to anyone but myself. Um, yeah, I definitely just document them or I write down in my notes. Um, but I haven't had tons of ideas lately. I think because I have this album we're kind of sitting on, that was my creative flush for, for a few months, but I am excited to kind of get back into the writing process, hopefully within a month or two, but it's very spontaneous. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you had some like favorite collaborators? Yeah. So on this upcoming album, um, so I guess more, this is more on like the back end. Like I've worked with some really cool producers, um, a guy named like Boy Wanda. He's like a legend. Grammy oh, Nolan. yeah. He's incredible. Yeah. I'm familiar. And then, and then Tommy Brown. Um, he, he's very cool. He did lots of like Ariana Grande's um, last album, like positions and stuff like that. So it's very cool working with those guys to make pop music because they're so good at it. It's always so surreal working with people that you respect and love their work. And it it is so crazy. I love that. Would you say that you have maybe not Canadian, but maybe Canadian um, like idols in this space and like in this industry that you're like, oh my God, that's the career trajectory I'm after. Like that is kind of the dream, the dream role. Yeah, I think that's such such a hard question. I think there's definitely people I look up to um, in this industry, whether they are Canadian or not. But I think I'm just really realizing that I just need to surrender to the process and the universe will take me to wherever I need to be, you know? And yeah, I I guess I'll just leave it at that. But I, because there's so much uncertainty in this industry. And I think sometimes clinging to, I need to do this or I need to do what this person's doing and comparing yourself, it can just like become kind of toxic. So I'm I'm surrendering and obviously I hope one day I can be traveling the world and, and playing shows, but um, yeah. for now, yeah, just, just making music. Okay. Absolutely. Let's imagine in a post COVID world, we're touring the album. We can do all this. We can be in concert. Yeah. We can be around people. What is like your dream venue or dream city that you would just love to play? Wow. So hard. I would... Honestly, I'd love to play in Brazil. I don't know what the venues are called there, but there's some people cool. on Instagram. They're like, we love your music here in Brazil. I'm like, that's so cool. Um, Brazilian fans are always like the best. You always see them commenting. They're like, come to Brazil. We love you. Yeah. No, it's so like cliche, come to Brazil. But it's like, I actually got that message. Yeah. Like, this is cool. No, it is a thing. It definitely is a thing. Also New York. I love New York so much. Um, I mean, it's everyone's dream to be like Madison Square Garden, but I'd love to play on like night shows. That would be incredible, like Jimmy Kimmel or something. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's a big world. I love to play everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take any IRL interaction. Absolutely. No doubt. How important is it 
for you to kind of represent Canada and what does being Canadian in this industry mean for you? Like, obviously it's a global stage and even like from a social media perspective, like Jack and I deal with this, like you're not necessarily talking to an only Canadian audience, but um, knowing that we do have such amazing talent coming out of Canada, we have The Weeknd, we have Justin, we have Drake. I mean, come on, like we're really leveling up here. But what does it mean to you to like kind of represent represent Canada in that way? I mean, I think it's just an honor and so cool to be from Canada. Um, it's really inspiring seeing so many artists being so successful coming from here. And over um, quarantine, I had the opportunity to be on a track like the Lean On Me cover. So it was just like a bunch of yes, these yes. artists from Michael Buble, Justin Bieber, Tyler Shaw, all these people. So cool. So that was really cool. And I mean, a very humbling experience, obviously. You see all these people who are so successful. I'm like, goals. Well, you audition Justin Bieber as your song and then you're right on a track with him, <laughs> like crazy. Yeah, crazy. Didn't get to meet him, I wish. But um, yeah, so it's it's just a really cool thing. And I'm just really proud to be Canadian. And I think you guys can probably relate it, especially even being in Toronto and stuff. There's so much amazing music coming out from here. So I'm just excited to, to hopefully be one of those people. Absolutely. It's, I feel like one of the common things is that like, we always leave, like we always just end up in LA or New York. And I'm like, no, we need to keep our Canadian talent here. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I, I think, I mean, I've fallen in love with Toronto since I just have started coming here so much. I think Toronto, yeah. Yeah, I would love to have a home base, but then it is obviously so nice to do LA and New York and stuff like that. But in a world where we can travel, I think Toronto is still just like a perfect home base. It, it really is. It really is. Okay. So we touched on a little bit of kind of some embarrassing moments, but I always love to kind of chat about like misconceptions about your job or your life. And I think it's so easy for people to see, oh my God, she turned into the star of her night when on the launch. Now she has this album coming out and people are just so quick to kind of chalk it up to this huge glamorous thing. Obviously we know that isn't the case every single day. So what is the biggest misconception that you think people just have wrong about being an artist and a songwriter? Yeah, well, I think you said it yourself, the whole kind of glitz and, glitz and glam aspect to it all. Obviously, it's so fun that, that we get to play with makeup and we get to like do music videos and do all this really fun, incredible creative stuff. But there is this whole other side of it where sometimes it almost feels like a nine to five, you know, like you're sitting, you're doing all this admin work, you're like doing emails and there's a very kind of normal business component to it all. Um, I think especially in my case, I'm super involved in in my team and, and on our label side, we have our own label. Um, so there's just lots of actual, not not that, sorry, not that the Glitz and Glam isn't work. That is work in its own way, but there's lots of kind of elbow grease that, that does go into kind of trying to manufacture this this brand and and this this image and, and this career. For sure. I saw on your Instagram too, you had a really cool photo of when you were signing your Universal Music Canada deal. Tell me about that. Was that just like absolutely surreal? Like that is what everyone I feel like works toward and Universal is the most well-known label globally. Like how insane was that? So insane. Yeah. So, so incredible. And I mean, they've just given me so much support, even just off this first single. So I'm just super pumped to be, to be a part of the Universal family there. They're so amazing. So crazy. Do you have some upcoming dreams of other music videos? Like I'm sure when you are writing songs, you can like picture in your head, like, oh, mm -hmm. like hot ex-boyfriend enter scene. Like, <laughs> do you have like dreams of like, oh, I have this idea of how I want to tell this story and how you want to have that play out? Or do you like to put that in the hands of the directors and the creative directors? 
obviously I do like to, to give the creative director that freedom, but of course in my head, like I would love to shoot like a tropical destination. I think that'd be incredible on a boat. <laughs> a bunch of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stereotypical fantasies, but yeah. You're like, for this one, let's go to St. Lucia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say that to the same wavelength. I'm like, Bora Bora, we have to shoot there. It's like yeah. necessary for the video, but also I'll take a vacation there for a week after. No, literally. That's too <laughs> funny. Okay. Well, I know before we kind of got recording and filming this, I was like, Olivia, your necklace just means the most to me. I just love it so much. And you're a fashionista. So tell me about what, what is going on here? What's this necklace? What's the fashion taste? What's the inspo? Tell me everything. <laughs> I mean, I love all these trendy little fun childhood <laughs> things that are coming back. Like, yeah, you got it. The little butterfly clips. Um, as I mentioned before, yes. I love all the color coming back. I know for myself up until like two years ago, it was like black on black every day, um, which is oh. great, practical, but definitely have been challenging myself to just wear super bright, fun things. Um, but yeah, in terms of, I guess, style icons, I, I've always like loved Rihanna. Um, Duliba, she's her and her stylist. Yes. Thing. Um, they do such a good Grammy's job. outfit. Yeah. It's so bad. So good. Yeah, that's definitely so pretty. The makeup. I, know. I loved it. I love Bella Hadid. I love how she is just so like effortless, but it also looks insanely <laughs> amazing. All the time. Put together. Yeah. Yeah. And then style by Maeve, I think her name Yes. Is. Yeah. Yeah. So I think just fusing together like comfy but stylish and obviously so, still trying to add my my own flair to it but oh absolutely. I would happily take any of those closets those are all good ones for sure <laughs> oh my god I know <laughs> uh, well amazing. styled by Maeve does so many I mean she's like the Hailey Bieber icon like she has made fashion fashion again like it's absolutely but she's doing amazing. all the TikTok stars now I saw she's yeah. doing um yeah. like what's Charlie's sister yeah. yes yes and Haley was on her show. It's just like all of the worlds are merging with social media and like mainstream. It's just, it's crazy. It's been so crazy to watch over the past year and a half. So insane. The amount of people even getting like record deals and popping off music wise from TikTok. That's like a whole other game too, which that is, is so true. So insane. <laughs> you like turn on the radio and I'm like, am I in my TikTok app? You're like, oh no, no, this is just the radio top 10 yeah. chart now. Like it's I so know. informing what goes on there so crazy so crazy I'm curious when you're writing songs because I don't know a ton about the music industry but when you're when you have those like 15 to 30 second clips that would then live on TikTok is that like an idea beforehand like are you ideating and strategizing like oh this could be like a perfect little a TikTok dance would moment? look good to that yeah. yeah right so definitely I think that that is a huge thing that has been happening lately in my own music I I don't necessarily do that because as much as everyone would love a song to pop off on TikTok, I do think that is a whole just other other realm. Um, and you could write a song, like you sit in a session, okay, we want to write a TikTok song. I'm sure you could manufacture one. But I yeah. think I just like to avoid the whole manufacture element. You know, I, I want to keep it just really me. And if it happens to be catchy and gets played on TikTok, I would not complain. Uh, <laughs> but I just- I'm not mad about it. <laughs> yeah. But just ideally making music that, I don't know, that, that feels good, that sounds good and, and has an element of depth, um, like lyrically, because I'm a songwriter. So that's- For sure. Exactly. I feel like the internet can tell too, when you try to make, whether it's a song to go viral on TikTok or you try to make a YouTube video pop off or like whatever, it's like the internet can tell when you're trying and it just doesn't yeah. work. So you can never, even if you could follow the perfect formula, the internet doesn't always respect that. So it's true. Like you can try as much as you want, but there's no point because it will- 
will pop off what is genuine and what makes sense. And the waves are changing every single week. So totally. it's so crazy. Yeah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine trying to navigate all that. Totally. You were saying in your, uh, the launch audition that you focus a lot on like heartbreak and like love stories when it comes to writing songs and all the, all of the judges had a good laugh saying, ha well, you can make a lot of money doing that. And I thought that was funny, but has that approach changed for you over the last few years or has it gotten more intense as you've gotten older and maybe had like more serious relationships? Yeah. So it's ironic. I feel like I haven't actually had any heartbreak in like the past <laughs> few years, which is new for me. Um, <laughs> it's nice learning to love this, this self-love independent woman. For journey. sure. Um, but there are definitely some songs on this upcoming album or sad to see you happy that, that stem from, I guess, inspiration, like a past relationship or in general, just relationships in general. Cause I, I mean, that's, I think a huge connecting factor in music and yeah. I know that I've found my favorite songs like in the midst of a breakup and then you just like listen yeah. to the Um, but I've definitely written some, some happy songs <laughs> too, which that's I'm talking about because it's kind of hard to write happy songs sometimes I find. Um, so yeah, there's, there's some happy songs on this upcoming album. I love that. Okay. Well, I'm glad. I yeah. feel like it's so easy to kind of hear like the trope of, well, I need to be sad or have a heartbreak or have this horrible thing going on for me to create my art. But mm -hmm. I think that can be the case, but it doesn't always need to be true. And I'm glad that you're doing your meditation. You're keeping that all in check. And I'm glad <laughs> we've got some happy bops on this one. Totally. Yeah. I think we just, we need some positivity in this world. It's so crazy. And I mean, social media too, as amazing as it is, there's this whole kind of other side of it like comparison and it's just this crazy place so we need some good vibes 2021 <laughs> goodbye toxicity we talk about like that a lot on this podcast just kind of the idea um that like obviously social media is a highlight reel and it's not real life necessarily have you obviously like you kind of were behind the scenes and then now you've like skyrocketed into the spotlight um, do you think that that has been hard to manage? Like maybe like having more comments or just like, you know, managing the trolls that live on social media. Like how have you dealt with that? Uh, knowing that it did kind of happen really quickly for you. I mean, yeah, there's, there's always going to be negativity and hate. And I just think it's ironic that people who end up commenting that are like, they have like one follower or they're like hiding yeah. hide some ghost account and yeah tablets, so no, or their bio says live laugh love spreading kindness only yeah. and like it's those people and you're like what I know. What? <laughs> so ridiculous so true yeah. um and and yeah I've definitely gotten a little bit of hate I I don't want to lie and say I've gotten tons uh but it is interesting to see like the more sponsored ads you do and then the more your music kind of slowly starts progressing what comes with that is like those kind of negative comments or on TikTok, you're like, yeah. why you're ugly. Or it's like, ugly. I'm like, it's just so absurd. Like how could anyone ever comment that? But yeah. I mean, we're not the first people to experience that um, on a bigger scale. I just can't imagine it's a huge celebrities dealing with these trolls all the time. So I know. you just have to take it with a grain of salt as hard as that is. Um, Cause I've let some comments really upset me for a day. I'm like, what the hell? Like, why am I, this is ridiculous. These people are, not within my circle and it's like at the end of the day that's really all you can can care about is like that inner circle and and people who you respect absolutely it's, it's like a, it still sucks though I hate it immediate yeah. delete immediate delete and block goodbye yeah <laughs> but then sometimes engaging I find if you like actually reply call it out then it almost just like makes it more of a moment so I'm like do you ever acknowledge do you just delete is blocking what they want I'm like 
Sometimes I don't even know. I don't know. Well, what on the TikTok, unless I don't know how to use the app, which is very likely, but I don't think you can delete comments on TikTok, can you? Oh yeah. I oh, delete wait, everyone's I delete everyone's <laughs> comments when they're rude. I'm like, goodbye. Someone says one rude thing. Blocked. <laughs> yeah, I, I block them. I'm like, oh, you clearly don't belong on my platform. Good day. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. Learn something new. That's we'll, we'll teach you after this. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I also am convinced that I have met you at Berries or something I recognize, now that I like I know, really- and I recognize you and I was like, where do I know you from? But then I think someone says like, well, berry smoothie. I like, I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, I actually have been making berry smoothies because I just like need my fix. So I just Googled their recipe. Have you found obsessed, the protein but- powder that they use? Cause that's the one ingredient that I can't find. Like, I feel like I use my, oh. and it's different. Cause there's this very specific oh. vegan protein is like the taste. Ah. Hmm, I don't know what it is. I use this one. It's like from Genuine Health. It's like this vanilla vegan protein, but the Vega one I really like too, but I don't know their secret. So I'm just doing a mock, well, mock smoothie it's recipe. It's like a faux version. I just stole the recipe from Jacqueline. So <laughs> I know. I, I saw you made it this morning. Yeah, it was you got, really, really you got good. You the pillow slides? The, the, what do you call them? The shoes? The pillow? Oh, the soothies. Oh, yes. So what is perfect? Because I've almost ordered those like 12 times. I get the TikTok ad every like soothies or what are they called? Yeah, soothies. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Tori hates them. Allie also apparently was influenced by them. So I'm just happy that I'm contributing to the soothies movement. I saw them also, some other person talked about them and I instantly impulse purchased them. And now I have like five pairs. I bought them for my mom and they're just like so ugly, but so comfy. And I kind of love them and you just need them, Olivia. That's all I gotta like say. Easy ones, like a year ago, kind of. So it's like no, they totally are knockoffs. Fashion. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like a faux exactly. easy. Yeah, it is. Damn, we'll get on that soothie life. Yeah, <laughs> do it, soothie life. I mean, hey, are you a size nine by a chance? Because I literally do have six pairs of these in my house. Nah. So. <laughs> Eight and a half, so close. Oh but. no. Oh, oh. I mean. <laughs> you could squeeze. I'm like That's a size so five, and she was like, "I can't help you. I only have oh, size." Yeah. I'm like, you probably get all those shoes on sale, no? Oh yeah, I can buy like children's shoes. I go to the kids section at Nike. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I have lots of hacks. Amazing. But it sucks having a best friend who's half of your size. Like we can't share clothes or share anything. Oh, no. But we do have matching clothes, even still. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna comment on that. So coordinated. <laughs> yeah, we're coordinated every in every we episode. Do it. Oh, it's really a lot. We're slowly running out. How long have you guys been doing this podcast? Two years. Good for you. Almost two so years. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So I almost crazy. forgot two years. It really feels like time has fl- flown by us. Oh, Paul. <laughs> we love Paul. Well, actually, Tor is a huge fan too. We like went to like all of their shows here in Toronto, but Ali was the best and helped set that up. And I was just like, how do I talk right now? Like I, I'm is trying to put on my cool whole as he is? is he as cool as he Yeah, he was. Well, and very chill very cool but it did it helped me though because I definitely like was like he was one of those p- people that I would fangirl about and I was like okay Jacqueline just be a professional host like normal it's any other interview that you do but um I it did help humanize him in a positive way so I feel like I'm less chaotic now that I'm like oh <laughs> I understand you are a human but no he was lovely it was great and uh Ali shout out to you well, we met him at his concert and he was like, you girls need a TV show. And we were like, Paul, we have a podcast. You should listen to our podcast. Like, we were like so weird. Like, yeah, he, I no, think he so thought we were weird. crazy. It was so weird. Something was not normal. I, that I was not, like okay. four times. I love Wayne. Yeah. So no, before we that interview, I was like, I'm not going to acknowledge that. I'm, I just pretended that that <laughs> didn't like, hey, happen. who are you again? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm like, um, and your name is Paul? Okay. 
That's too funny. Okay. Well, Olivia, I feel like you're going to kind of like this next segment of the podcast. We do it every single episode. It's like a little gratitude game and it's called Roses and Thorns. We didn't make it up. I'm sure you've maybe heard of it before. It's kind of like a highs and lows game. Oh, okay. Amazing. It's like a very camp kind of camp counselor game. So it's kind of like a little reflection and we do one thorn, which is one negative thing from the day to just kind of say it and get it off your chest. It can be something trivial. It can be like, I spilt my coffee on my white shirt this morning, or it can be like, this is the worst day of my life. It could be as ever big or small as you want. And then we do two roses. We do two good things to outweigh the one bad thing. And again, it can be small. It can be big, something from the last 24 hours. And then we do one rosebud, which is one thing we're kind of looking forward to in the short term. And it's just like a cute little camp game. So are you game to play it and do a little rose and thorn? Cute. I okay, love perfect. It. Yeah. Should I go first? Or do okay. You well, go first. I mean, if you if you want to take the reins, you can. But we're more than happy to. Your call. Wait, I'll let one of you guys go first, so I can. I can okay. Oh, do you want me to? Or go are you Jack? feeling it? I will. Yeah. Go. This is you, boo boo. All right. So the thorn of the day. I had my like twentieth COVID test of the week. <laughs> I'm I'm working on a production right now, and I love that all the testing is happening. But it's just. The penetration of the nose has been happening a lot. So that has been a, a negative. Uh, that will be my thorn. Um, Rose, though, is obviously that I'm working. Love it. So I will I will happily be on set and I'm so excited. And then another rose is that Jacqueline made me a little, uh, what would you call this? Phone charm, baby. Phone charm. Come on. Okay. She made me a phone charm, which is, oh, yeah, cool. which is so cute. Olivia, I can make you one. We'll talk I after. Okay, true. Yes. Yeah. Mine is like super hilarious. So love that. And then a rose bud. I'm so excited for our audience to hear this episode, Olivia. This was like so enlightening and so cool. We haven't really had anyone in the music industry. I don't think maybe I'm speaking too soon, but I don't think we've had a ton about the music industry on the podcast. So this is just like amazing. And you're right in tone with like everything we love, like fitness and health and all the vibes. So it's just been a pleasure. Having and we're you. just big fans, truly. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Well, likewise, likewise, we segue all the next. Um, start with the thorn, right? Thorn. Yeah, thorn first. Honestly, I started my morning just like scrolling through social media, and I've been trying to do that because sometimes it, it just puts you in a weird headspace. So I did catch yeah. myself doing the whole comparison thing. Um, so that was a thorn. I guess the rose was I I like went for Peloton. I did my workout, and I felt really really good after. Um, and then. Honestly, just talking to you guys again. This has been so great. It's so nice to connect with with other like minded <laughs> individuals. Um, and then, what was that? Rosebud. Rosebud. Something you're something you're looking forward to. Okay, hmm. I'm definitely looking forward to my next single that is coming up in a few weeks. Ooh, oh, so excited! We'll be on the lookout. I love that. That's amazing. Okay, so let me think. Roses and thorns. Okay, so I have actually a big thorn, and this has been happening to me over the last few days. I don't know what is wrong. Have you guys heard of the thing that like terrible things happen in threes? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so this is so dumb, but I've been now getting increasingly more angry each time it happens. So I have a little medicine cabinet in my bathroom that has all my products and like beauty stuff and skincare, whatever. And I will say it is overstuffed. So that could maybe be the problem that it's overflowing. <laughs> And anyway, so I had a couple of like really nice, like glass, fancy kind of skincare things. And this happened like two days ago and I went into reach and I somehow knocked it over. And of course it falls on the ground, shatters, glasses everywhere. Product is just like everywhere. And that's annoying. So I cleaned it up, whatever, put it away. Then later that night, I did the exact same thing to another glass bottle. Oh, God. So like, oh that's kind of weird, but like also annoying. 
And then, well, so that was two days ago that happened. And then yesterday I did the same thing again. So I broke three things within three days. The last one was like this beautiful, like stone gua sha tool and oh. shattered it again. So something is wrong with me. So that was a major Jacqueline, thing. you need to I check know. that cabinet. I broke a jade holder like a week ago. So I, I feel the pain. It sucks. Oh, yeah, it was just wow. very annoying. But anyways, whatever. That's my thorn. Um, a rose... <laughs> Rose, what am I looking forward to? Okay, I'm looking forward to bicycling. I finally pumped up the tires of the bike. I'm a huge biker. Tor also now has a bike. So in a world maybe where we can see each other outside, we'll go on a little bike ride. And um, it's just my preferred method of transportation. So I'm excited that it is biking season. And I got a helmet now, which I feel like a dork in it, but helmets are necessary. And I used to bike all the time. And yeah, exactly. I used to bike in the city all the time with that one. And it actually was just so bad. So I have gotten a helmet. So that's also kind of another rose. And then another rose. Okay. I, have you guys seen these mushroom lamps online? These like, yes. In, okay. It's like all one kind of glass piece, soft pink. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it, yes. Okay. So it looks like this little candy mushroom. It's like this amazing Italian. It's called a Murano lamp, I believe. And anyways, my one friend curates this vintage shop and she's like, I have sourced you a mushroom lamp. Cause I kind of told her, wow. I was like, if you kind of spot one, let me know. So it's actually getting delivered today. And it's like straight from Italy. Like I have to get a wow. converter plug for it. And um, it's just going to look so cool. So that is, <laughs> yeah, that's I, very I'm so excited. That's very like I'm trying glamorous to for you. Like that doesn't seem like I, something you would do. I know Tori bullies me. I am not very glamorous, but this year my goal was to just invest in my space and in things that make me happy. And this no, mushroom I'm lamp will make that's me happy. Two hundred percent. I'm excited to see it. But maybe that's my rosebud too. I think it'll be cute. And then rosebud is yeah. I'm excited for this episode to come out. I think people are gonna love it and love you. And um, also excited for this single in a few weeks. So those can all be my rosebuds. Ah, wonderful. So tell us um, where everyone can follow you. Is your social just your name? Yeah, that's right. Olivia Lunny, and my last name is L U N N Y. People say I Lunny. love that. Yeah, yeah, it's Lunny. Yeah. yeah, it reminds me of like very Lenny. Canadian Looney. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> well. Thank you so, so much for being here today. We are so excited to have you on the podcast. Potty Talk, the podcast where we should talk ourselves. I'm Jack. That's Tor. That's Olivia. This was a fun episode. Thanks so much for coming on. We'll have everything linked down below. Go listen to Olivia. Go to her Spotify. Follow her everywhere. And thanks everyone so much for listening. And we'll see you all very soon. Bye. Bye.